Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Ashton, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. It's a good day to be a, a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Um, we were talking a little bit uh, pre-podcast, and as as a Georgia fan, it feels too good to be true. It really does. You, I mean, yeah, back-to-back titles. Wow. This whole off-season, I said last off-season was great. I'm going to be intolerable all off-season. This is going to be wonderful. We're going to have a good time. All right, so today, um, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response, but we're going to okay. go ahead and move right on. Um, okay. So today we're recording our way too early top 25s. Um, Ashton and I have separate lists that we came up with. We have not yeah. revealed these to each other yet, so we're just going to drop them, um, kind of, um, yeah, debate it a little bit. Um, I have no idea how similar we are. Um, and, I, and I'll just kind of preface it with saying, like, obviously things can change before the season. This is where this is kind of what we think right now with the information we have now. Um, most of the big transfer portal decisions have been made. There will be a few more this summer, um, the mm-hmm. second portal window. But I think most of the big ones, the really huge ones, probably have already happened. Right. Um, obviously, recruiting classes have signed. So for the most part, we kind of know what we're dealing with. Still maybe some coaching things to happen, but a lot of those have already happened as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and am I missing anything with kind of that that intro to what we're looking at here? No, no, I, th- I think you got it right. I think the, the coaching is always kind of the the outlier there. Harbaugh reconfirming with Michigan was yes. big, um, at least for me in in my rankings. That that was a big deal. I think the whole it impacts the whole um, Big Ten and, and, I mean, also the national um, scene as well. So – I thought that was interesting, but yeah, he's back and there's not any power five jobs currently available. So, I mean, unless something happens that we're not seeing, it's, it is what it is at this point. Yes. All right, let's jump right into it. All right. We'll just start at the top. Number one, Ashton, who is your number one team? You're way too early top 25. Yep. It's Georgia shocker. (laughs) Um, Really. And it should be everyone's too, by the way, if you, if you don't have Georgia number one, um, you're kind of a hater. You're a troll. You're you're going for clickbait, I think, um, in my opinion. Yeah, after back-to-back championships, um, it's, yeah, h- hard to say otherwise, I think. So Georgia, number one, for all of the obvious reasons, all the five stars there. We talk about it all the time. Talent matters. It's what we talked about in our last podcast. So, yeah, a lot of those guys are coming back. Yeah, I'm also with Georgia at number one. Um, just notably, <laughs> I, I wanted to write down kind of the quarterback situation for each team. Mm-hmm. Any notable coaching changes and then just other notes. Um, obviously, Stetson Bennett is out, um, but they, I think they feel pretty good about Carson Beck. Also, you have Brock Vandergriff, yeah. Gunnar Stockton in that quarterback room. You, there's a chance they might be better at quarterback next year than they were this la- this year. I don't know. Like we, Stetson was pretty good. <laughs> I think that they'll be they'll be fine. And then that's a dangerous comment, Vince. That's a dangerous I, yeah, I'm comment. Not, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying it's possible. Yeah. We, um, we both feel the same way. We both, it's kind of like something, but the results have, have forced us into a corner to where you can't be like Stetson played so well, but it's still at the same time, like Carson Beck's a thrower. Like that guy's just, he throws heat 
So yeah, I yeah. brought um, Brock Vandergrift, a lot of talent. So yeah, no, I agree with you. You just, it's, it's a tough time to say it just coming off of the performance <laughs> he had. So yeah, agree. We agree. I do think um, that uh, I'll just quickly mention a few more thoughts on Georgia. I, I actually think their pass rush could be better next year. They have some young studs on the, on the line and they're bringing in some more. Um, and this is maybe a hot take. Feel free to disagree with me as the resident Georgia fan. Okay. I think there's a slight chance with bringing in the true freshman, AJ Harris, I think there's yeah. a slight chance that they upgrade a corner as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, you wouldn't be alone. That's not that hot take. Like I, I think that's Keely Ringo is incredible. There, there's a lot of talk of Keely as a safety at the next level. Mm-hmm. Like he's a little too big for a corner. AJ Harris has, I'm serious. That guy has been there. He got, he enrolled early and he has impressed by all accounts. Anyone that's seen him in practice has said that this guy is, is flying around. He's going to play year one, whether it's starter or in spot time, we, we don't really know, but he's going to get on the field. He's too good to not be on the field. So yeah, no, I agree. I, I we kind of agree on a lot of things. The edge, yes. you, you, you touched on the edge rushers. They're going to be drastically better next year. Kirby yeah. is, is literally throwing five-star recruits at the problem. Um, that was George's problem last year. They couldn't really rush the passer. Well, they will be much better at it next year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, we, yeah, agree there. And yeah, agree on the secondary thing as well. I think they could be a little better next year. All right, number two, Ashton. I have Michigan. Okay. And this is for the, the simple reason that Harbaugh's back, which we talked about. They are, hey, they're the reigning Big Ten champs. They beat Ohio State twice. Ohio State has to go through Michigan, and they have to go to Ann Arbor to do that. With a returning quarterback, with, with, with J.J. McCarthy coming back, I really like that. Like, I'm I'm a big fan of what Michigan has. Um, Blake Corum's also coming back. I, like, what, what's not to like there? That they're gonna have, they're gonna be able to run the ball. That's what they do. And and Ohio State's gonna go to their place. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have Michigan ahead of Ohio State. I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs there a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan has the upper hand because they've won the last two times. And can Ryan Day? get it turned around. Like we saw Ryan did kind of ride Urban Meyer's coattails to a couple of wins against Michigan early on. Now it's went the other way and he has to, he has to change that himself. Can he do that? Can he make Mm -hmm. that change himself? I think that it's more on, it's more a statement of Ohio state than it is Michigan. Um, But yeah, I like Michigan at two. I'm so glad we have some differences. Um, I thought you might have Michigan at two. Um, Uh I didn't make my decision based on where I thought you might have them, but I actually have Alabama at two. Okay. Um, I, I know they lose Bryce Young. It would probably be yeah. Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow at, at quarterback. So that feels like a downgrade. Mm-hmm. I also feel like they're going to have – they're going to replace – obviously, Pete Golding is out. Um, he, he went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, there's a lot of smoke that he could go to the Patriots. Um, He's gone. He left today. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I did not see yeah. that. Okay. He's out. I don't know who Alabama will hire to replace those guys, but I feel like they will upgrade at both coordinator positions. And, and I value that a lot. And I also, it just feels like Bama is kind of being overlooked. Like I've seen them as low as like six in some way to early top 25s. And like, that feels like the perfect storm. Like that's what Nick Saban wants. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're so okay. <laughs> wrong there because no, I, I agree with you on a lot of, on a lot of the stuff. However, with Bryce Young has left the building without yeah. Bryce Young, Alabama's eight and four last year, maybe seven sure. and five. He, 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 Jason borned him to a couple of wins just by himself, just through sheer willpower. Like I don't really like their lines of scrimmage anymore. I don't mm-hmm. really like, especially with Will Anderson leaving. 
I don't like their edge rushers that much. I don't really like their offensive line anymore that much. They haven't really been able to run the ball consistently. Now, again, Alabama is going to be just fine. I, that's not what I'm saying. However, this is it's my argument for not having them at two. I have them lower. I think they're a little bit lower. I think they take a step back. Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson are not Bryce Young. They're not. Like Bryce Young was, for me, an all-timer and the best in, in the SEC and probably the nation last year. I think they take a step back. Now, they could easily still win the SEC, <laughs> like so easily. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I for me, right now, I have them lower. Yeah, I, I understand that. And I think the kind of the prevailing wisdom out there is agreeing with you. It, to me, it, it feels like they are right there with Georgia. Those are clearly the two most talented teams in the country. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I just put a lot of stock in the coordinator thing. Like, I, I feel like they did not match the, the, the potential of their team the last several years. And I feel like they might actually do that this year, depending on what the coordinator hires are. Like, if, if they go and they hire Dan Mullen to run the offense – or, or Jeremy Pruitt to run the defense. Yes. Then then you're feeling like, wow, like that's something. But, I mean, he didn't hit home runs with his last two hires. He didn't. Saban, right. he, I mean, Pete Golding was not, he was not in demand. I think he came from UTSA, I think is maybe where he came from. And, yeah, like Bill O'Brien was, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he, there was definitely some some frustration, and they're, they're leaving, and rightly so. And I, we don't know who he's going to fill those coordinator positions with. And with all of that unknown, that's a little high for me to have Bama at two. Fair enough. All right. Who do you have at number three? Here's where it gets dicey. I actually thought we were going to agree on one and two. I really did. I thought you were going to go with Michigan at two. Here's where it's going to get interesting. <laughs> all right. I have I have the LSU Tigers at nice. three. Here's why, here's why I have it. You just have to hear me out on this one. Returning quarterback. I like year two in the system. I I I think. Kelly and the staff will do a good job with Jaden Daniels there in that system. They have good receivers. Malik Neighbors is back. We get to have another year of Harold Perkins being Mm -hmm. that guy. He's going to get a full year this time. He didn't really play that much for the first half of last year. He's going to be better this year. Mason Smith um, will be back. He missed Mm -hmm. all of last year. That just a a wrecker of a, a, yeah, of an interior defensive lineman. Was supposed to be their best player last year. Correct. Yes. And probably would have, or possibly would have been had he played, didn't play at all. Um, Yeah. They, they, they've got a number of, of transfers coming in at cornerback, like in the Mm -hmm. secondary to strengthen the secondary. I really like this team. I think they have a, yeah, I like the experience coming back. I think Kelly will do a good job um, with that team. They've got weapons. Like, Everything about that LSU team, they they overachieved year one. They did um, as a, as as just as a team and as a coaching staff to win the West and to beat Alabama is overachieving. I think you have to 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 be to justify this ranking. You pretty much have to think that they're going to go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty much where I have to go to, and I think they will. I think that LSU wins that football game. That's why I have Alabama a little lower, LSU higher, higher than almost anyone I've seen. I have LSU at three. That's impressive. I, I thought I was going to be a high guy on LSU on this pod. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I, I don't have him at three, but I do have him fairly high. Mm-hmm. I, I love what they did at at uh, cornerback in the portal, um, just addressing yeah. that need, which felt like probably their yeah. biggest weakness, at least on defense. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and Jaden Daniels comes back, but also like Garrett Nussmeyer looked really good when he played at the end of last year. So He did. And right. it, it – if I'm an LSU fan, I just feel comfortable having like those two guys like, and 
I don't know. Maybe if I'm an Alabama fan, I might be hoping actually that they stick with Jaden Daniels because I do think that there is a slight Ooh. chance. There's Ooh. a slight chance that Garrett Nussmeyer might be better. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not saying that definitively, but the point is you got two good options, mm-hmm. and and I actually okay. pretty much disagree with that. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. I actually pretty much agree with basically everything you said. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to beat Alabama, so I have them slightly lower. I figured I would be higher on them than most. Um, <laughs> and and I say that as obviously a Notre Dame fan who probably is not real fond of yeah, Brian yeah, Kelly. <laughs> so like I am actually yeah. quite high on LSU. Um, right. Props to you for being that bold, having them at three. My number three okay. team is Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I have them ahead so, of Michigan. So you think they're going to beat Michigan? That's what you're saying by having I do. them above it, pretty much. And I and I recognize that it might not make a whole lot of sense, but. Also, I don't think if the last two years made a whole lot of sense. Well, um, I, I just feel like they're they're better than Michigan. The way they played against Georgia, I think that might maybe that can be kind of a what they need. I, I know they're losing CJ Stroud, but I've heard a lot of good things about Kyle McCord. They also have Devin Brown. I think McCord is probably the guy going forward. They're 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 gonna have the best receiver in the country next year, maybe uh-huh. and probably the best receiving core. Uh-huh. A second year um, with at least an improved defensive coordinator, if not like, like you could argue that he underperformed relative to expectation last year. I do think some of that in the big games he did in the big games he did. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think that Ohio State is better than Michigan, and part of it is just the talent thing. Um, They didn't lose Kevin Wilson, their offensive coordinator, but Brian Hartline, you know, he was already on staff, and and you have Ryan Day, like. Ryan Day's been calling the plays, and if it's not him, it's going to be Brian Hartline, and I feel like he's excelled at everything else he's tried to do. Um, so I don't see their offense taking a major step back without Stroud, maybe a small one, um, and I think their defense probably gets a little bit better. I think that the Ohio State we saw against Georgia might be the Ohio State we see next year. Well, okay, then, I mean, that's my question is, why wasn't that the one we saw against Michigan? Because you're right. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. Ohio State, if Ohio State plays that the level, like with that intensity and urgency mm-hmm. that they played against Georgia, if they take that into the Michigan game, either of the last two years, they probably win at least one, maybe both of those games. I think that the Ohio State-Michigan game next year in Ann Arbor, I'm going to keep just kind of keep saying that it's in <laughs> Michigan. That's right. Like, I think Ryan Day will be borderline coaching for his job. And that sounds ridiculous. I know it does. But he can't lose to them three times in a row. Yeah, I don't think sure. he can. I don't think I don't think Ohio State fans will accept that. So I think it's a like, yeah, urgency is great, but it's it's a must win. And CJ Stroud was everything for that for that team. He was Superman. He was kind of what Bryce Young was asked to be for Alabama. Like where that like our quarterback is just special and we're going to ask him to go make all the special plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can Devin Brown or Kyle McCord be that guy year one? Like I do, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the confidence in him. This is going to segue great. Cause I have Ohio state at four. Okay. Um, so just one spot lower than you, Ohio state's a great football team. And, and they, they played right there with Georgia could have easily won that won that football game. If you play that game 10 times, it's probably five to five. Like you could honestly say that. Um, Yeah, no, I I was I'm I'm just a little uncertain about some of the coaching. Knowles was not Jim Knowles was not hired to come 
and 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 do well early in the year against Toledo or Akron. He was supposed to come and and shut down Michigan, shut down Georgia in big time late season games. That's what he was there to do, and he did not do that. So it's yeah. And then with with the offensive with 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 Stroud moving on, I, it's just a little more uncertain. So we're splitting again. These are these are the upper echelon of teams, and it sounds like I'm really going against Ohio State. Ohio State's a great football team. I have them at four. They're still a potential playoff team. I have them at four. Yep. Okay, my number four team, this is maybe where I get a little off the rails. Um, and I change this drastically based on some recent news. I have Clemson. Have? <laughs> oh. I have the Clemson Tigers at number four in the country. And again, uh-huh. kind of back to the coordinator thing. They mm-hmm. fired Brandon Streeter. I didn't think they were going to do it. I honestly, mm-hmm. like I, just in our last pod, I was like feeling negative. Yeah, I was shocking. feeling negative about Dabo. And, and he did it, man. He fired Brandon Streeter and brought in Garrett Riley. I mean – that is home huge. run, home run higher, home yes. run higher. I Notre Dame plays at Clemson next year. And I, I've been kind of going under the assumption that Notre Dame should be a, maybe a slight favorite in that game. Mm-hmm. That's man. I, I would love to feel like Notre Dame should still be the favorite against Clemson next year. I just don't know that I can go there anymore. Like that is so huge. Like, I don't know if you can overstate how big that hire was the fact that uh, well, number one, obviously, Garrett Riley is a tremendous offensive coordinator. But number two is just showing Dabo's willingness to still think outside the box, still go outside his coaching tree and make make something like just make a tremendous hire. And I think that Cade Klubnick next year with Garrett Riley will be a massive improvement over DJ Uyunglele and Brandon Streeter. So I don't know that their defense will be quite the same next year. Mm-hmm. I do think that they are probably and. The odds would maybe disagree with me. A lot of Florida State love. To me, Clemson is still the favorite in the ACC. And and I think now that they're also the favorite against Notre Dame, I think they could go 13-0 next year into the playoff or 12-1. and For I have the same reaction to Clemson. I have Clemson at five. Um, wow. Which, which is that we're, yeah, we're both very high on Clemson. That was a home run hire for Dabo. And by the way, just timing with, with Alabama now looking for an offensive coordinator, you, Alabama would love to have Garrett Riley run their system. Like, yes. and, and for Clemson for Clemson to get him before everyone else did, Ohio State also replaced the offensive coordinator. Like, and granted, they did internally. Clemson, in, in a year where a lot of people were looking for good OCs, Clemson went and got the best one. Yes. Like, like that's, that shows just to like how the pool that Dabo has – and and like yeah we we doubt him we we laugh at him mock him we think he's corny whatever like he gets it done like that was a huge hire i i no i agree it it jumped them up a couple of spots instantly i think mm-hmm. um i think you get him you get him with Cade Klubnik um for an off season with Will Shipley like i there's the the dual threat zone read type stuff that they can do i think it opens up all kinds of really fun possibilities for for their offense I think they could easily be top 20, maybe top 15 in total offense next year. I think it's that instant because Max Duggan, look at what he did with Max Duggan this past year. This is Garrett Riley. Mm-hmm. Max Duggan wasn't starting um, just to, to begin the year. He was on the bench and you turn him into a Heisman finalist. Caden Klubnik is a five-star number one overall quarterback in his class. 
I no, I love it. I think it's a match. I I think it works mm. really well. Clemson's defense, you're right. They're they're losing some guys. Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy going to the draft. I think uh Trenton Simpson's at the linebacker. I think he's going as well. Mm. I'm pretty sure he's going. So yeah, like you're gonna be replacing some guys. Like, so what? Like you like Clemson's gonna be okay on defense. I think the offense, the offense has been the problem. And mm. and to to yeah, to take care of that, it's it's a big jump forward for them. And it, yeah, uh, no, I, we, we, it's unfortunate that, that these are both of our, uh, our darlings, I guess for next year. I, yeah, Clemson could easily be a playoff team. I, I, they're definitely the favorite over Florida state right now. Uh, for me, yeah. I, I, they are my pick to win the ACC. Yeah. I had kind of mentally put them in, in like the 15 range, just in, in like, I had kind of mentally put them in the spot where they're just slowly declining. Like most did most did. Yeah. Like we, we, we don't want to put them in in 20, but we like, they're not top five, like what we used to pencil them in. Right. So like, where do we put these guys? Yeah. Yeah. This, that, that coordinator hire, it's amazing how one little hire can change everything. That's what Brent mm-hmm. Venables did for their defense a number of years ago. And, and I yes. think that's, yes. this is kind of that, that thing on the offensive side of the ball. This is literally Brent Venables all over again, but offensively. Mm-hmm. My number five team, and this is where I have LSU. Um, yeah, I figured I would okay. be higher than most. Um, I I like this LSU team. We already kind of talked about them. I, I love what they did in the portal with cornerbacks. Yes. Um, Brian Kelly is basically showing exactly why he left Notre Dame to go, LS, go to LSU. You can just build a roster a lot easier. It's just easier. Notre Dame has done right. some decent things in the portal this year. They're all grad transfers. Um, LSU – doesn't matter. You can go grab anybody you want, and they've done that. Yeah. And props to them. Yeah. I think they're going to be really good next year. Who's your number six? Do we, oh, do, do we want to just re- recap our top fives? Yes. Um, I will read I'll, our, I'll, to, our top okay, fives yeah. so far. Okay. So I personally, I have Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then LSU. My notable one that I'm missing probably is Michigan. Ashton's top five is Georgia, Michigan, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. The notable one that he's missing is Alabama. Mm-hmm. So let's go to six, Ashton. Yep, number six. This is this is where Alabama comes in. I have them at six. And it's, I think, the uncertainty with no coordinators right now is, is interesting. Now, yeah. had they went out and solidified, had they got a Garrett Riley at Alabama, had they got it may, maybe they go hire Dan Mullen and in, in like, whoa, like suddenly it's all your concerns are just taken care of. Like, you know, that guy's going to come with instant offense. That's just what he does. I'm just, I'm just waiting and seeing, I'm just going to wait and see. Let's just let this one play out. Let's let, let's let the quarterback battle play out. We don't know who the quarterback will be. And they're going to have some young unproven receivers last year. Jameer Gibbs was their best receiver. Jameer Gibbs was a running back. He was their best receiver. He's not there anymore. What, like, how does that even work? So like, who's going to step up? That's, that's where it gets a little interesting for me. The defense has not been good for Alabama in recent years. Who do they get as the DC? Um, Yeah. There's, there's just a lot of questions out there. Alabama has all the talent in the world. They're the most talented team in football, according to just like an overall recruiting composite rankings. Like they have, they're an all time team um, when you factor that in. So I have them at six. I, I just, I'm waiting. Yeah. I just want to wait and see. I, I just want to wait and see. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm putting a lot of value in Bryce young. I, I think without him, they were not very good last year. That's sure. I really think that they, they didn't play well for large stretches and without him, they wouldn't have been much. So 
yeah, him and Will Anderson are gone. I think they covered up a lot of sins. Let's see who they are next year. Yeah, I totally understand your reasoning. I have them too, just because I I'm putting a little faith in Saban to to nail these coordinator hires, so. which is probably the right <laughs> the right move. I mean, what, other than these two guys, he hasn't really missed on hires. Like like you look at Saban's coaching tree has has done very very well. Look yeah. no further than Kirby Smart, but yeah, it, he did. He, it feels like he whiffed maybe a little bit with Golding, a little bit with O'Brien. Let's see how he rebounds from that. Yeah. All right. My number six is Michigan. Um, we have the same top six, just in a different order, obviously. I, I I really do like this Michigan team. Like, I think they're going to be very good next year. I don't really think that they are – I don't think the talent level is quite good enough to actually win a title. But, okay, but it wasn't this past year or the year before you right. still beat Ohio State, like head-to-head. Yeah. Head. And, and that, like – I honestly think we're going to find I, – I talked about Ryan Day coaching for his job, even if he's undefeated. Ryan Day can come into that game 11-0 and with Ohio State undefeated, and I still – I think he has to win that. I think he has to win it. Mm-hmm. And and how does how does he respond to that? Like, I, I think – I know what Michigan is. Like, like Michigan has been they're, – they're, they're punching above their weight, if anything. that That's my defense with yeah. Michigan is – like – Ohio State's the more talented team. There, no, no question. The last two years, they've been the more talented team, and they're 0-2. And they kind of got it handed to them the last two years. Like, they got physically run over. So, yeah, like, I yeah, I fight back a little bit on, on, on that because if we look at just the recruiting rankings, you're right. Michigan is – they're not in the top. They're not in the top five. But there's no question that, that Harbaugh, even without the, the playoff success – has done a very, very good job at coaching that team up and playing above their level. And I, yeah, yeah I, I like them against Michigan. I think they're a good, or sorry, against Ohio State. Michigan's a great matchup um, against Ohio State. I think I would, I'd like to kind of clarify my view on them. I don't think they're getting any worse next year. I, I think they'll be the same team next year they have been the last two years. I, I just expect mm-hmm. Ohio State to take a jump up and therefore beat them. I do mm-hmm. think they're better than everyone else in their schedule. And I would, probably bet on them to go 11 and one next year. Um, right. But that's to me, that's sixth in the country as opposed to in the top four. Okay. Okay. All right. Number All right. seven. Now this is can, it. Can obviously we, can we, we can't go ahead. We can just note that Florida state is not in either or one um, of us in the top six. I've right. seen a lot of guys out there that has Florida state very, very high. And we do not. I think that is quite interesting. Number seven for me, I have Penn State, the Nittany Lions. Yes, I, I am. I am willing to be hurt here. This is me reaching. This is a reach for me. Um, I am. This is a step of faith in James Franklin. I have to believe that James Franklin is going to de- develop Drew Aller to be the quarterback that he has never had before, better than Sean Clifford. Nick Singleton is a great, is a, yes. a great running back. He really is. No one's really questioning that. They have players on defense, like actual difference makers, kind of all over that defense. That's kind of what's going under the radar. Manny Diaz kind of did a sneaky good job there. Their only two losses were to Michigan and Ohio State, both playoff teams. I mean, even if they do that, Michigan – I mean, Penn State this year could have been the seventh-best team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Penn State yeah. was a pretty good football team um, with with only those two losses. So that's where I have them. I. Maybe it's a little ambitious for me, <laughs> but yeah, I do have them there. I think they take a step forward. Can they knock off one of the two big boys ahead of ahead of them? Probably not. Maybe, maybe not. But um, I, yeah, I think Penn State would match up very well against almost anyone else in the country. 
Sure. And, and last year they beat everyone else in their schedule other than Michigan, Ohio State. Right. I, I'm not quite, I don't quite have them at seven, but I'm close. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you just on the way you describe their team. Like, I, I think they're a good team. I, I think Drew Aller is going to be an upgrade over Sean Clifford, if not immediately, definitely by the middle to end of the year. Um, and I think probably immediately. Like, that's kind of what I think. I, I don't know if it's quite – like, I, I still think Michigan is just better than them. I think Ohio State is better than them. So I have him third in the Big Ten, but that's pretty good. Like, I think you can make a pretty good argument they're closer to second than fourth. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't I don't hate having them at seven. We're kind of in the – once you get past the top six, it feels like you're you're – there's a whole bunch that's kind of the same between seven and 15 and you just have to pick an order. And, and it feels like no matter who you put at seven, it's just not quite going to look right. Who do you I, have? I have Florida state at seven. And okay. part of it is just Jordan Travis coming back. He, he looked so good, especially towards the end of last year. He just looked like he was in command. Like he's a different uh-huh. quarterback than he was several years ago. And the other no, part is just the thing they, they just, got studs in the portal this year. They kept some of their players that were supposed to go to the draft. Um, Jared Verse, is that the guy's name? Probably a first-round defensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just just go through 24-7's portal rankings and just look at the players that Florida State is bringing in. They they still don't have the depth that a Clemson does because they haven't quite recruited at that level. But if if you compare, like, starters against starters – they're pretty much right there. Maybe not quite to Clemson's level, but they're the next best thing in the ACC. I think that we probably see these two teams play twice next year. The ACC okay. will no longer have divisions next year. Right. And I think Clemson and Florida State will be the clear top two. Now, I don't think that Florida State is quite as good as Clemson, so I have them below them. I do think they're right next to them. So I have them at number seven in the country. I don't. If they lose twice to Clemson, they probably end up getting ranked a little lower than that. Right. But to me, I just I think I trust them based on how they looked last year, based on the quarterback, and based on what they did in the portal, more than any other teams in the seven to fifteen range. Yeah. No, I get that. They they have some tough. And this is you don't want to get too much into their schedule, but their schedule does matter, and it comes into play. They sure. open with LSU, which we both we we love LSU, you know, this year, yeah. and then they have to go on the road to Florida and on the road to Clemson, and yeah, I I, I think those are like on the road at Clemson is difficult, um, especially for Florida State. If that's at home, maybe I feel a little bit different. It's not, so yeah, I have Florida State a little lower. We'll get to them in just a little bit. I have no problem with any of it. I agree. Jordan Travis took a big stride forward. I, I actually like like Johnny Wilson, the receiver. I, the guy's a playmaker. Like he really is um, down the field. He makes plays. Jared Verse coming back. He was a certain first rounder or it yeah. seemed like at least in all the mocks, he was going in the first round for some reason decides to come back. Like that's huge. And uh, yeah, no, I, we agree a lot on a Florida state. I just, I have them valued a little bit differently. I think just mm-hmm. based on some of their schedule and the game, like teams they have to play against. Well, I like just a little bit more. And I should clarify too. I, I try to pretty much avoid schedule. I mean, you could, yeah. it could make it a lot easier to rank Georgia number one, knowing that their schedule next year is not very strong, but right. I rank Georgia <laughs> number one because I think they'll be the best team in the country, at least to start yeah. the year. So like, I, I think Florida state might be the seventh best team in the country. You could also argue that they might go mm-hmm. 10 and three. So what does well, that mean? 
Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, no, I agree. That that could easily, easily be the case. This takes me to number eight, right? Mm-hmm. Number eight overall. Um, I am going with Tennessee. Okay. Um, the Vols, I think Hypel, the offense is going to click. Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, they are gone. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's going to matter that much. It's going to take a slight step back, but only for a moment. I think Joe, either Joe Milton or Nico, one of those two guys is going to grab that job and run with it. I like Heupel's offense. I think he is a quarterback whisperer. Um, I like the receiving core. Brew McCoy is back. Squirrel White, what a great name. Squirrel <laughs> White. Um, well, yeah, he's a he's a really he's a really good receiver for um, for Tennessee. Just he didn't get that much playing time, just kind of because of some of the guys ahead of him this year. Um, no, I like I like Tennessee a lot. Their defense is sneak. They're they're t- like sneaky tough. They're you think of like a team that has a high flying offense and like well like they're just going to kind of play bend but don't break. Not going to be super physical on defense. Tennessee is 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 physical on defense. And yeah, I I think they're they're it's going to be interesting. I I their defense isn't going to be great, but I think it will be enough to get the job done. And I love their offense. So yeah, for that reason, I'm going to put Tennessee at eight. It's a team that easily, if everything clicks for them, they could easily jump into the top five at some point in this this next season. So I think the future's looking bright in Knoxville. Tennessee was one of the teams I struggled with the most. I, I think I moved them around several times, like mm-hmm. significantly. Right. I I I'm with you. I could see them being a top five team next year. I I do put a little more stock maybe in losing Hendon Hooker. If we had not seen that bowl game where Joe Milton like looked amazing, he looked good. He looked good. I think we would all be quite a bit lower on Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so I'm trying not to overreact to that. I do definitely could see Joe Milton playing out of his mind again next year, just because that offense, it's such a great system. And I don't know why we don't it see it more. Uh, yeah. Like the, it is a great offensive system. You mentioned Nico is also coming in. I don't know that he's quite ready. I don't, I don't expect him to be ready as a true freshman. No. And, right. and one thing that worries me, you mentioned they're losing Jalen Hyatt. It's also, they did lose a number of other, like, guys on the line, both sides of the ball. Like, it, it did seem like they're losing a number of other players that are not, like, big names, but I have them a little lower, so I, I don't hate where you have them. Yeah. We're kind of in that muddle where, where it's hard, and I ended up a little lower on them than I expected to be originally. Um, okay. Yeah. So my number eight team, and I feel like I might be going on a limb here a little bit. Um, call me a homer. I'm taking Notre Dame. <laughs> um, I just, wow. Okay. I, I'm putting a lot of stock in having Sam Hartman <laughs> and even Tyler Buckner healthy, hopefully, as a backup compared to having Drew Pine mm-hmm. last year. I do yeah. think that their offense was very limited um, with Drew Pine, a quarterback. That, looking back on it, there were some games where Tommy Reese – really did not do very good. And, and uh, yeah, I was pretty hard on him from time to time throughout the season. I also think that if you look at it kind of in the big picture view, he actually did get quite a bit out of Drew Pine um, for what, for what he had to offer. And and I'm not trying mm-hmm. to just trash on Drew Pine. I do think that Sam Hartman is a different animal. Um, I like what they did at receiver this off season, both with the freshman class um, bring, they brought also brought in Caleb Smith, who's Virginia Tech's top receiver this last year. Not not going to be like a 1,200-yard receiver or anything, but just kind of solidifies the room. Their running back room is going to be, I think, just incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be is, really is good. Ty, is Tyree still there? Tyree's still there? 
If he doesn't transfer, I mean, yeah, he's there, and he might okay. be the number three or four running back next year, depending on Jadarian Price, Jeremiah Love. They might move him to slot. Who knows? Um, th- yeah. They will have no shortage of options at running back next year, and I think they'll have the best ta- uh, tackle tandem in the country. Um, and they lose Michael Mayer, but it's tight end you. There's like three other guys in the roster that have NFL potential. I think the offense is all the all the pieces to be top ten offense in the country. The defense I don't think is going to be quite top ten level good, but it still feels like a solid defense to me. If if I felt if they had a Clark Lee or Mike Elko or Marcus Freeman as defensive coordinator, I might have them in the top five. I think Al Golden is probably like the 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 second tier defensive coordinator. Like they, they had three A plus defensive coordinators in a row, and it feels like now they're more at like a B plus. And and so I think that number eight feels about right. And I say that knowing they have to play Ohio State, Clemson, and USC next year. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's tough. But I tried to yeah, like I said, I've tried to avoid looking at schedule too much. And right. I think Notre Dame will clearly beat most of the teams in their schedule next year. I just feel like I trusted them more than anybody else below them. That, that's a lot of faith you have in Tommy Reese. I, know, I will yeah. say that that's a shocking amount of faith you have in him. So it could collapse so I, horrifically. It, it, it could. <laughs> so like one thing with Notre Dame and I'll talk about him when, when I rank them, but like they, they you have them they ranked. Have some, All right. No, yeah, no, I do. They're, they're, they're there. Nine and four, you beat South Carolina, Clemson, and North Carolina, those are really quality wins. They really are. Now you had like those downers to Marshall and Stanford early on. And that like th- that, like just gut punch, like that's just an absolute yeah. gut punch early in your season. And it kind of makes the rest of your season feel almost insignificant. Like it didn't matter, but like those wins, Clemson was a good football team. South Carolina was a good football team, especially at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. North Carolina was a good team with like Drake mate. You, you, you beat some good teams yeah, we're like, and it just, I, I just, I don't have the faith in Tommy Reese, maybe that you fair. <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it there. Um, that takes me to number nine. I'm going with the Oregon Ducks. Okay. This is going to become a trend here. The Pac-12 is really thick right in this next area mm-hmm. for me. I think the Pac-12 is a really, really good conference. I think they're underrated overall. I think Oregon will be the best team in that conference. I have them winning it. Bo Nix coming back is huge. I, I love what they're doing in the portal. They're adding everybody. Like mm-hmm. Oregon is adding everybody. Uh, and they're also recruiting really well. You lose Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator. He's he's going to be the head coach at Arizona State now. I think they're going to be fine. I really do. Like the offense may take a, sm- a small step back. But with yeah, with Bo Nix, all the experience there, I think the defense will be better with Dan Lanning. I think he'll have, yeah, just another year to kind of get some of his guys in there. I like them. I think they do. I think they'll match up really well in the Pac-12, which is a super good conference. I don't think we talk about enough. I was just going through this. The Pac-12 is deep, and yeah, yeah I I really like like just the amount of good teams they have. Like they're one through six can go with any other conference. I'm convinced of it. I think they're really deep there. So, yep, I have Oregon at nine. I think they come out on top. You're kind of splitting hairs there a little bit. There's a lot of teams really close. Bo Nick's decision to come back was what did it for me. I think they have a really good year next year. They've um, yeah. Come in for me at number nine. I was just slightly lower on Oregon. I kind of, it was almost like Tennessee. Like I, I could not figure out where to put them, especially yeah. because of just the glut of teams in the PAC 12 at the top. Like there's sure. a clear, yeah. like 
four, you could argue five teams that are just all right there. Right. I ended up having them at the bottom of those top four, but I don't believe it strongly. I, I think mostly it just kind of came down to losing Kenny Dillingham. And I think Will Stein, they're higher. Like, I think he'll be good. I, I don't know if he's quite uh, Kenny Dillingham. Like, Kenny Dillingham is kind of one of those names that in coaching circles, he was re- very highly revered. Yeah, yeah, and he was, he was. Yeah, like, I, I st- <laughs> I'm not trying to trash on Oregon. Like, I think they're very good. I, I think you could be right. You, they could even be higher than what you have them. Yeah. This is just very hard, kind of in the middle of the top 25, and I didn't have them quite as high. Okay. My number nine team is Penn State. Um, I think you had, you had them at seven. Um, I did. Yep. We already talked about them. I I think they're going to be good. I ten and two feels about right again. Um, probably lose to Michigan and Ohio State, but with Drew Aller, <laughs> with Nick Singleton, like you never know. <laughs> how, how long, if you're Penn State, can you just be okay with losing? Like say, well. You know, like we're a little bit behind. We're ten and two. We're really, really good. <laughs> Penn State beat—I mean, they beat the stuffing out of Auburn last year in the non-conference on the road. That's an SEC team. That's a big win. That's great. But you sh- like, man, that's like that fan base wants to beat Michigan and Ohio State so badly. And yeah, like, how long are you just going to be okay with that? Like, I guess maybe that's my question. Like, because yeah, like we're both on the same page. We think they're really good. They've got some good young pieces. Mm-hmm. And if Aller, you know, really comes becomes that guy at quarterback, they could challenge Michigan and Ohio State. But we don't have them doing it this year. And like, how long is everyone just going to be okay with that, Happy Valley? Like, are yeah. they just going to be okay with finishing ten and two? Because <laughs> as a Georgia fan, I can tell you that's what got Mark Rick fired. Like, Mark Rick yeah. was ten and two and only lost a couple of games, but firing him was the right move. You know, clearly, like hindsight's twenty twenty, but like. At some point, you have to be okay with moving on and, and trying for something just a little bit more. Um, yeah, uh, we've talked about them enough. I'm going to go I, on. I'll, I'll say just real quick on them. Like, you're, you're kind of describing them where they are, just big picture. And I sort of think James Franklin, Penn State, has become Brian Kelly, Notre Dame. Mm. You can just count on them to win nine or ten games every year yeah. and, com- and compete with most of the big boys. But every once in a while, they get blown out when there's a clear talent disparity. And that's like the outside perspective is you should be happy. Like you should be happy going 10 or two every year. But when you're in that fan base, you kind of wish you had the guy that recruited top six classes instead of top 12 classes. And, and I get it. And it's one, it's just very difficult. Like obviously Brian Kelly made the decision for Notre Dame and left for LSU. And Uh it's, it's one of those rare, like possibly win-win Notre Dame was worse this last year without Brian Kelly. I actually like you would be hard pressed to find a Notre Dame fan, a, a lot of <laughs> Notre Dame fans that are like that are not more hopeful about the future than they were with Brian Kelly there. And I'm not I'm not saying that in trash Brian Kelly. I think he mm-hmm. probably could win national titles at LSU. I also think that Notre Dame was never going to win a national title with him, and they might with Marcus Freeman. It's higher ceiling, lower floor. I, I think, and to circle this back to Penn State. Franklin needed to go make a splash hired offensive coordinator to shake things up. Yeah. Like, like then you feel a little bit, a little bit different. You do like, because say, say he goes and gets Garrett Riley. Like we keep talking about Garrett Garrett Riley, but like, like say, say he go get someone like, like a big, a big name, Dan, Dan Mullen. We've thrown his name in a couple Mm -hmm. of times, proven offensive commodities to come in and help develop your, your quarterbacks and your offense, because his track record of developing, developing quarterbacks is not that great. It's really not that great. Yeah. So 
Yeah, like the, the talent's there. He's recruiting. He has some, he's had some big time recruiting classes, but can he shake things up? Can he do things a little bit differently? Is he willing? Yeah, is he willing to change? Is he willing to give up some control? Manny Diaz has been great for them. But yeah, can they go get an offensive mind and take the next step? Because I think it's proven that you do need both. Like you need yeah. a really good offense and a really good defense to win at the top level. You can go 10 and two being really, really good at one. You can look at Tennessee for an example. But you need those, you need both if you're trying to actually overcome them. And and maybe they're okay with it. Maybe they're okay with 10 and two. But uh yeah, anyway, that's that's Penn that's State not, has more money than Clemson. And I, I view Penn no State doubt. as a team that no could win national titles. <laughs> no quite well, and they have in years yeah. past, they have, which is like where, yeah, that's like where it gets me. Like, are, are you really into this or not? Like, are you willing to kind of pay these people or not? Yeah, right. like Georgia, Georgia just made Todd Munkin the highest paid coordinator in all of college football. And like, no one really knows who Todd Munkin is that like that much. Like he's a, a name to those of us that care a lot, but yeah. he's not, he's not, he's not the, um, yeah, he's not a super high name, but like, are you willing to go, go pay someone more to keep him like more than he's worth maybe? Yeah. Anyway, that's, that that's, that's probably where I'd like to see Penn state go if I was a, a fan of theirs, right. but. Um, we're going on to number 10, right? Mm-hmm. I have, this is Florida State for me. Okay. We've talked a lot about Florida State. I like where they are as a team and as a program. They are definitely trending up. There's no question about it. You get that week one matchup against LSU. I think suddenly we're going to be like, okay, maybe they're not number four. Maybe they're more like number 10. <laughs> that's that's what I think is going to happen. So, sure. yeah, I, I just think they're a step down below Tennessee, Oregon, Penn State. I don't view them on that level yet simply because they haven't had recruiting classes like hmm. Penn State and True. Oregon and Alabama and Clemson, like the teams above them have had. So I still have them a little bit lower. They They're getting there. Like this is a temporary thing. They're definitely on the rise, but I have them at 10. I think for – Putting putting Florida State at four is more likely to end up like a remember AM from last year. There were people that had AM at four. And and it was like, okay, like we know this is a little bit fast. I think maybe we're gonna look back at the end of the year and like, okay, that was our yeah, AM take from last year. Florida State at four was probably not realistic. Yeah, 10 feels fine to me. Um especially based on their schedule. Yeah, that that feel that feels about right. I, I would expect LSU to beat them as well. I, I have Florida State a little higher than you do, but I, I do agree that LSU will probably beat Florida State this year. Mm-hmm. My my number ten team is Utah, um, which is my top Pac twelve team, and I went back and forth on that. I don't necessarily think they have the highest ceiling in the Pac twelve by any stretch. So what? So what? They won the last two years. But like they keep exactly. winning. Exactly. And Cam Rising is coming back. I just know who Utah is. Yes. And I think that they just are a terrible matchup for USC and will continue to be so. I yep. just I just trust Utah. I don't think that they can, like, I, I don't think they're going to the playoff. Yeah. But I do think they're winning at least 10 games. Like, it's just, yep. you can just pretty much count on it. Yeah, USC, Oregon, they could jump them. I just trust Utah. Is there a lot more to say about Utah than that? No, 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 not really. <laughs> Matchup nightmare for USC. We yes. saw that twice this year. USC is everything that Utah is not. Like, like yeah. they just it fits so perfectly. And Utah just takes. I mean, they yeah, body shots, body shots all game long from Utah to USC, and that pays off late. So yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I really like that. I saw it a little bit differently. I had them just a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I some of their their secondary pieces are leaving. I think Clark Phillips is is yeah. Like, projected fairly highly um, when he goes to the NFL. 
yeah i no i yeah again you're right i i love utah i love who they are as yeah. a program. i had them just a little bit lower we're just kind of yeah this is yeah splitting hairs a little bit especially in the pac-12 it's very tight you can reorder um, the top four any way you want and someone is going to feel disrespected fair fair yeah no no that's exactly right like we haven't even mentioned washington yet and like yeah. washington's a really good program as well on the rise um, this takes me to number 11, and that's where I have USC. Okay. So I have USC there. The reason I don't – if I was to move them anywhere, I would move them down, yeah. <laughs> not up. There's a lot of people that have them really high. They were only a game away from a playoff berth this year, and they would have gotten mauled by Georgia had yes. they made it as the four seed. That would have been an embarrassment, not that TCU wasn't. But it, it, yeah, just how you double down on Alex Grinch, I will never understand. It baffles me. It makes no sense to me. And you know what? That's it's it's his decision. It's 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 his decision. Yeah, and and yeah, <laughs> who am I to judge? He's going to have a great quarterback. Caleb Williams is fantastic. He really is. He's yeah. he's all of that. Their weapons are going to be really good. We talked about the running back that they have going there. Um, um, in uh, Marshawn Lloyd from right. South Carolina, he's gonna he's gonna be a stud out there. He really will be. So, no, I I like what they're doing. I have no no problem with their offense at all. But yeah, I th- the defense is what keeps them down for me. And if anything, I should almost lower them a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. I have them written down at eleven. I'm gonna leave them at eleven. Um, but yeah, I I they don't for me it 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 puts a ceiling on them. Their lack yeah. of defense has a ceiling on them because because like what what are you gonna say under a Lincoln Riley team like oh like they're gonna have really good quarterback play and they're gonna be able to what win a playoff game they they haven't done that with all the Heisman quarterbacks they still can't win playoff games so yeah for me there's definitely a ceiling on them even with fantastic quarterback play um, I have them at eleven I also have USC at eleven I I was kind of with you like. We saw them get so close to the playoff this year, but also like people yeah. forget the beginning of the year, like their defense, yeah. just massive turnover luck, just yes, insane yeah. turnover luck that is just not repeatable. And, and I think that they might actually be a little bit better this year, but they might have a worse record. You mentioned <laughs> Alex Grinch coming back, and the fact I mean they lost the two best defenders on their defense from a year ago. Yeah. Uh, it's half a team. It's just half a team. They they did bring in Anthony Lucas, a highly ranked uh, defensive lineman a year ago, who was who was at A and M for his freshman year. Right. They needed about four Anthony Lucases at different positions, and <laughs> I, <laughs> if they had hired Jeremy Pruitt or Jim Leonard or any, Jim Leonard's still out there, by oh the way. my word, like that would yeah. be a match made in heaven. And, and yeah, it, yeah, I. There's so much potential there for USC. And, and I made the comparison of, of Alex Grinch to <laughs> to Clay uh, Clay Helton last week. Like you did. Yeah. The the defensive coordinator version where he's not sure. quite not quite bad enough that they want to fire him, but everyone else thinks they should fire him. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that USC is going to waste the last year of Caleb Williams' <laughs> career. Um and eleven feels about right to me. Obviously we both yeah. have him there. Yeah. All right. Going on to me, this, okay, at 12, I have Notre Dame. I have okay. them just a little bit lower. You have them higher. I have them at 12. For me, that felt high, given that they okay. retained Tom, Tommy Reese. For, like, <laughs> pardon my take Fair. there. That, that just, it felt a little high. I, I do think getting Hartman is huge. 
that's why I have them that high. I think the offense will be better. Um, yeah, I, I hope I hope it's not too complex for him. If it's too complex for Sam Hartman, you might as well just give up. Like yep. if you're Tommy Reese, because that's kind of been the knock on him, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's overwhelming a little bit with some of his offense. Um, yeah, and, and there's there's good offensive minds out there. Notre Dame elects not to go that direction; they stay with him. Um, and and you you have to make your bet at that point. Like you have chosen that, and it's too late now. So you, like you're in. You you had your chance, and now you're all in. I, I have Notre Dame at 12. I think they're a good football team. You mentioned they have really tough schedules. Like the people ahead, they have to play USC, Clemson, um, and Ohio State. I mean, those are three teams that, that I cur- that I personally have ranked ahead of them. Mm-hmm. We're not going to look into the schedule too much, but I think 12 feels about right, 12 to 15, that range. Yeah, I have them right in there, kind of between sandwiched between Utah and USC. That's kind of where they're at. They're a very physical team, a lot of talent um, like on the on the line, especially offensive line. Yeah, I, I like them. Don't love them. That's where I'm at right now. I have them at 12. Sure. Yeah, I don't have any major issue with that. You could put them anywhere from 7 to 20, honestly. Like, who knows, yeah. really. Right, right. My number 12 team is Washington. Um, that's my third Pac-12 team in a row. Um, yeah. Michael right. Penix Jr. coming back. And, yeah, I just love the offense. Kalen DeBoer was a grand slam hire at, at head coach there. I don't think they quite have the talent to actually win the Pac-12. Like they probably won't do that. But to me, they they feel like the t- like they'll be the third or fourth best team in the Pac-12. And I just trust them. Um, the continuity there is good. I I just trust them. They're kind of like the the explosive offensive version of Utah. Like as far as like you kind of know what they are. I don't I don't know yeah. that their ceiling is ridiculously high or but their floor is so high and just. You just know what you have. You know you're going to have a ridiculously explosive offense there, and they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, no, yeah, no, agreed. I have, yeah, no problem with that. I, I have Utah at 13. I have Washington just a little bit lower. Okay. You, you mentioned kind of similarities between Utah and Washington, and they're similar in the fact that they're not alike at all. Like Utah is the, <laughs> the physical run first team, and and Washington, they're they also you know what you're going to get, but they're throwing the ball all over the, all over the place with a good quarterback and a, like mm-hmm. a good system. Um, with with yeah, talented receivers and spread it out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like the coach. That that was a really under the radar hire that they mm-hmm. made with DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer. Wasn't he at Fresno State a year yeah. ago, like a year before last? So yeah, no, it was. They had a great year. They went. I think they were four and eight. Yeah, four and eight in in, in twenty one, and they finished eleven and two last year. Yeah. Huge jump. Can you replicate that? Can you go eleven wins again? Probably not. That's why I don't have them higher. Um, I have them. I have them there. Yeah, I have them at. Um, sorry, I have I have Washington just a little bit lower yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like I have. Yeah, no, no issue with with either one of those teams. We're we're really close. Can I just run through my next three? Um, sure. Thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. I yeah. skipped one. I, I just want to go ahead and get these all out of the way. I have Utah, then Oklahoma, then Washington. Okay. And I had I had them. They were all so close. They're they're yeah. they're really talented teams that have like good quarterback play. Like that's where yeah. I think that they're at. Like with all of these guys. So I had them. Yeah, and they they they're 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 very athletic, and they they're they're not USC or Oregon level, and they're not North Carolina. Like so like I I yeah that so that's where I had Utah, Oklahoma, and Washington 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think they're all very they're interchangeable for me, completely interchangeable. So yeah. that's I just I I I literally filled out my bracket or as yeah filling out the numbers and just going through, and I just I had a gap. So I started I started at the top and then I started at the bottom and I 
got it was like I don't know what to do with these teams so I just like threw them into the middle because like they have to yeah. go somewhere because they're right in that level so that's that's who I've got yeah I don't have a whole lot to say really anymore on on either, on any of those mm-hmm. um Oklahoma you have any comments on my Oklahoma being at 14 is that too high um again seven to 35 somewhere in there like I okay it's yeah. probably a little high for me I actually do have them in my top 25. Not everyone does out there. Um, I have them ranked. I'll I'll mention them a little bit later. My 13 team, and by the way, I'm so proud of of both of us for not ranking this team in the top 10, but I might be a little high. I have Texas at 13. Um, (laughs) Quinn Ewers is coming back. They're bringing in Arch Manning. Um, Isaiah Isaiah Nair will be healthy this year, the receiver that they were excited about last year. The talent is there. Sark has done a consistently B minus job so far, and <laughs> and maybe it's what? just more of the same. I do think they were a little better than their record this last year, and that's maybe what I'm I'm maybe counting on maybe like a regression, but maybe that's the wrong word. Progression to like what they actually are. <laughs> like water will find its level. I, I don't think uh-huh. they're a top ten team. I think they're kind of right after that though. Tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think you're wrong. Like, I, that's I think fine. Quite a bit. I think they're quite a bit lower. Are Are we sure about Quinn Ewers? Like, like that's that's kind of where I ended up a little bit at the end of last year. There were games that did not look good. They did it's not. True. So, and then he had some games where it was like, this guy really is nice throwing the ball. Like, I, okay, I don't think Arch Manning is ready year one. I don't. Fair. I don't think Arch Arch Manning's going to get almost any playing time aside from mop-up duty. So I think it's Quinn Ewer's job with Texas for, for Texas. I'm just, I'm not buying it. Like I, I, people buy in every year to that. It's like the Longhorns, like this year, it's yeah. this year. And now it's this year. And now it's this year. They're like the, the, like what the Cubs used to be. And yeah, I, I guess you are a Cubs fan. Apologies. Didn't mean that as a sign. No, that's okay. But, I, but like, we, like we keep buying it. into them. Yeah, no, like we, we keep <laughs> buying into them. And at the end of the day, they were eight and five. Like they were good, but eight yeah. and five is, I mean, you're not, you're borderline top 25. So yeah, I like pr- prove me wrong. Maybe is kind of where I'm at with Texas. If you get up there and you beat some of these teams and have some stri- like some consistency, I would love to see some consistency from Texas. Um, yeah. Th- that's, that's probably why I'm just waiting a little bit. <laughs> I, to me, they just feel like a nine and three team next year. I'm um, in the regular okay. season, which, which 13 would probably be about right for that. I yeah. I have no, no issue right. with I don't even have an issue with people leaving them out of their top twenty five. Like I totally get it. Okay. No one wants to get burned okay. by Texas again, and that's why I didn't have them in the top ten. Although also I just don't think they're quite top ten worthy. Thirteen to me felt about right because I did feel like they were better than their record last year. So okay, yeah, but, no, but that's... that's one of those polarizing teams. You have Oklahoma first in the Big Twelve. I have Texas first in the Big Twelve. It could be it could be neither one of those. It could be either one of those. Who knows? The Big Twelve is kind of like the Pac twelve. You just don't know what's going to yeah. happen. They both disappointed last year. Both yeah. of these teams disappointed Absolutely. last year. So yeah, no, I I do have I do have Oklahoma. Oklahoma was at fourteen for me. I, I do think that there's a bounce back for me. I think they bounce back. I the recruiting class was great, by the way, for Oklahoma. Yes. We, I don't think we talked enough about that. Um, Oklahoma recruited very well, so I think there's a yeah, a bounce back year for Oklahoma. I trust them more. Um, they haven't <laughs> let me down as much as Texas has. We'll say that. So 14 is sure. Oklahoma. My number 14 is Wisconsin. Um, kind of 
probably a little higher on them than the industry average would suggest. Um, you are, I, yes. I, I love the fact that they hired Luke Fickle. I love the fact that he went and got Phil Longo from North Carolina as offensive coordinator. Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, and also, like, Graham Mertz is no longer the quarterback. They, they're bringing in Tanner Mordecai <laughs> and also Nick Evers um, from Oklahoma, who was a true freshman a year ago, mm-hmm. highly, highly regarded. I love the fact that they brought in two, and they, they both have yes. what I feel like right. are a lot of potential. Um, I don't know who's winning that job. I think Tanner Mordecai is probably the favorite. I also think that just having two guys like that, like they are going to have good quarterback play, at least compared to Graham Mertz. Braylon Allen Agreed. is still there. He's already tweeting about how um, he won't have to be running into nine-man boxes anymore. Um, is he really? Let's go. Yes. You always felt sorry for him. <laughs> They're also They also brought in C.J. Williams, a transfer receiver from USC, was a top 100 recruit a year ago. Um, okay. And, and I just – I just trust Luke Fickle and Phil yeah. Longo. Yeah. Fickle can cover most of the defense. Longo will take care of the offense. And I think that Wisconsin, to me, feels like the clear number four team in the Big Ten. They, To me, like I would be pretty surprised if they don't win at least eight games next year. I wouldn't be shocked if it was nine or ten. We agree on almost everything. Like no. I love Wisconsin. I, I love the hire, um, the offensive coordinator hire uh, with Longo why Notre Dame didn't go after him or Penn state. Ugh. That's another guy. This is, this is another offensive name that we talked about guys. Like, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not the guy that always is, is into the whole run and gun. Let's try to put up 60 points on the opposition. That's not really me, but there are certain offensive minds out there. And Georgia now has one with Todd Munkin. And when you watch them call plays, it's like, like, Oh my good. Like the defense has zero idea what's happening. Yeah. Zero. And whereas sometimes with some offensive coordinators, I know what's happening. And like, I'm just sitting there on the couch, like, well, this is going to be a run to the left. Like we, we all know what's going to happen. And yeah, I, there are certain guys that just have that creativity and it like, just, it just clicks for them. And it's, it's art. It's not even just play calling. It's art that they're out there. Like it's, yeah, it's a form of art. So yeah, I huge hire for Wisconsin. I, I yes. couldn't believe it. It's yeah. And then the fact that Graham Burtz then transfers to Florida, who's like our arch rivals, it's just like chef's kiss. That was wonderful. Yes. Um, my number, we need to kind of keep going here. 15 for me is Washington. We, yeah, right. we talked a little bit about that. Um, we, we love them. They're, yeah, it's the, it, they're like Utah, just completely different. So yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, very consistent. And it's just, they're just another cog in the wheel of what is a very, very deep Pac-12. Yeah. I, I have Oregon at 15. Um, yeah. Pretty right. much the floor maybe for where I thought they could be. Um, we kind of already talked yes. about them already. Uh, 16. I, I'll just mention mine real quick because we already talked about them. I have Tennessee at 16. Feels wow. low to me. I know, I know it's oh low. That's really low. That <laughs> I, is really low. I just loved Hendon Hooker and I just don't know that I love Joe Milton. Haven't you seen him? He can throw an orange 125 yards. He can. Did you, did you not see that play? Yeah. So could Will Levis probably. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We had to go there, did we? Who's right. your 16? 16's Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, okay. for all of the reasons, I'm high on them as well. We were kind of on the same wavelength. You get really, really good offensive minds. And uh, Tanner Mordecai, by the way, has he's had some good years yeah. um, playing quarterback. Like, I think that guy could legit be a dude. So, absolutely, yeah, you love them, and you know they've got some weapons. Like, they always have a really good um, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Complete trust. Complete trust in the coaching staff there overall. I think they win the uh, the West. Um, yeah, I, I love Wisconsin's future. I think it's big. 
Um, 17 is Arkansas. Now this is, okay. this is like a little, yeah, this is a little different. KJ Jefferson is back. He might be the best quarterback in the sec. Like I think he's that good um, with, with rocket Sanders. I, I love that tandem there. I think they run the ball. Well, a bit of a bounce back year for Arkansas. I'm a little higher on them than maybe than some, some others out there. Definitely more than the industry is. I have Arkansas at 17. I, I don't hate that. I, there were 26 teams I wanted to rank, and Arkansas finished 26 for me. So they're just outside of my top 25. Um, okay. Also, they brought in Jacoby Criswell, um, the guy who lost to Drake May in the North Carolina battle, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. at least makes you feel better about uh, the, the backup situation if Jefferson would get hurt a game or two right. here and there because he does run a lot. Um, Barry Oda yeah. moved on. They brought in Travis Williams, defensive coordinator from UCF. I, I didn't love the way Arkansas kind of faded down the stretch. So that was kind of the, the tiebreaker for me, putting me, putting them just outside the top 25, but I could absolutely sure. see them finishing 17. Don't hate it at all. Sure. My okay. number 17 is another uh, SEC team. I have Ole Miss there. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of know what you get with Ole Miss. I think Lane Kiffin is a really good coach. Jackson yes. Dart is returning at quarterback. It looked pretty good last year. Not insane. And there's a lot right. of smoke with Walker Howard, the the former five star out of LSU. Like a lot, not, I don't believe he's committed there yet, well, but a lot of smoke. Everyone everyone has smoke with Walker Howard. Like That's Florida <laughs> thinks they're going to get Walker Howard. Like guys, Walker Howard's not going everywhere. But yeah, yeah no, I, I no, I I agree with you a lot on Ole Miss. I had them. They for me, they were the team just outside outside the top sure. twenty five where they finished. Um, just yeah, a little. I think they take a, a slight step back. They had a great start, but you remember how they ended the year? They were eight and one to start out. They ended kind of just a really rough stretch to end. They finished eight and five. Yeah, I think I I, I think they were people figured them out a little bit towards the end of the year last year. Um, Lane's great, by the way. I love Lane, yeah. especially as an offensive play caller. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're really good. They're just outside the top twenty-five for me. Does that take us to uh, number eighteen? Yes. Um, Oregon State, the Beavers. Um, I'm yes, that's that's high. I understand that. DJ is in Corvallis. Oregon. Yes. We have two Oregon teams inside the top 20. Get used to it. This might be around for a while. I like the coaching staff there. I like what, how DJ plays next year will be interesting. I think it'll be a bit of an indictment just on, on how bad that offense was <laughs> the past couple of years at Clemson. But Hey, I, I no, I like them by the way, Oregon state was just flat. Good this past year. Yes. Like, like there was nothing sneaky about them. They were just good. So yeah, uh, buying into all of that, I I like adding uh, DJ. I think he he goes takes the job, wins the job. Yeah, I, I like the Beavers at eighteen. I did not raise my eyebrows because I thought they were too high. I raised my eyebrows because I also have Oregon State at number eighteen. I mm-hmm. love Jonathan Smith, the coach there. You mentioned DJU. I just uh, he scrapped together that team last year with multiple quarterbacks, and I just think DJU yeah. has such a higher ceiling than what he's been working with. And if you want to talk about a quarterback whisperer, you might, I mean, talk about Jonathan Smith. Like, yeah, I know he's an alum. If you're mm-hmm. a team that has like a ton of money and wants offense, like maybe when Kirk Ferentz retires, like Iowa should throw a ton of money at this guy. Like just, <laughs> I'm just saying like Jonathan Smith, he might be a top 20 coach in college football. And I just trust Oregon State. I think he's done a spectacular job there. So, yeah, total agreement with everything you said. Do you have Iowa in the top 25? I actually mentioned You mentioned Kurt Ferentz. Do you really? Okay. Yes. No, good for you. Okay, sorry. All right. I, <laughs> we'll, we'll not, spoiler alert. Number 19, this one's interesting. 
Texas A&M. They are the most talented, one of the most talented teams in the mm-hmm. country, bar none. They are. That's just a fact. Um, they had people overhype them this past year. We said they would, by the way. People mm-hmm. put them as a playoff team last year. That was never going to happen. That was completely that, – that, yeah, that was just illogical. That was never going to be even, yeah, close to happening. But there now people are going too far the other way and just completely yeah. writing them off. Texas A&M is a good football team. All that that young class, remember the greatest recruiting class of all time. Some of them left. A lot of them are still there, though. Mm-hmm. And I think another year under the belt, you get Bobby Petrino in as the offensive coordinator. I don't <laughs> even know how to feel about that yet. Um, that that yeah, I I made this list before I knew that Petrino was going to be the core was going to be the OC. So I, I yeah, I don't I don't even it know. It can't what to be say. worse. That, that one may, may oh you think you think, <laughs> but it maybe it could like yeah there it's it's going to be interesting it's going to be entertaining um i think there are i think overall a&m is a good football team though like i think they've got a lot of depth in the trenches i think they're really good if they yeah a little bit of a little offensive creativity is always a good thing i have them at 19 simply because i think like look at teams that you have below them like you have like for me like teams like tulane Ole miss ucla like AM is just a more talented football team, more times than not, a more talented football team, if you're decently coached, will win against another team. So, yeah, I, I like AM. I think they're actually underrated a little this year, flying under the radar. I think we overreacted. I like Texas AM. I would love to make fun of you, and I can't because I also have them coming up later. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, and I, I kind of expect Connor Wigman to take that job at quarterback, and I just think they'll get better quarterback play, and Evan Stewart will be a sophomore. Yeah. And, like, I just expect yes, he them will. to be a little better than they were last year. He is a stud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My number 19 team is Kansas State. Um, will Howard coming back, and they're also bringing in Avery Johnson, the number seven quarterback in the country, who is just an athletic freak, super fast. So I could see like a package type of thing because Will Howard is not exactly an amazing athlete. Um, but Kansas right. State, Chris Kleiman no, has done an incredible job there. I just trust them. They're kind of the Utah of the Big 12. Like you just kind of know <laughs> what you're getting. They're going to play solid football. Um, yeah. And and yeah. don't forget, like they are the Big 12 champs. Like they beat TCU in the Big 12 championship game. Yes. I don't know that they they're going to be quite that good this year, but to me, 19 okay. felt about right for them. Okay. It takes, um, yeah, I have them coming up later. So no hate there at all. For me, I'm at number 20. It's North Carolina, Drake may. Do we really need to say a whole lot else? You, you do lose the offensive coordinator, which we've talked about extensively. He's gone, but I I do think Drake may has a lot of talent. It was more than just scheme is what like, is why may like Drake may was good. He was just a good football player. So yeah, I like North Carolina. I have him at 20. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they're sneaky. Like they've definitely, if they could, man, if they could just figure out their defense. Like, Ugh. like these are a lot of teams that are they're only good at one side of the ball. Like if North Carolina could just play defense, man, like yeah, they could be so good. Um, I have them at twenty. They they have a ceiling if they get the defense fixed to go higher. They really do, which kind of feels crazy. North Carolina could be a really really good football team, but I'm I'm just waiting until I see it. I have to see that defense get better. Yeah, I'm. I don't quite. I, I just couldn't quite put him in my top twenty-five. I feel like they're basically a one-man team now. <laughs> Josh Downs is leaving for the NFL. That hurts. They still yeah. have Gene Chizik as defensive coordinator, and, and you lost Phil Longo. 
man, I, it's just a lot. Sure. It's a lot to lose. I just don't trust them quite enough. I, yeah, I, I love Drake May. I think he might be the number two pick in the NFL draft next year. And I Probably just don't will. know that it's going to be yeah. quite enough. So I, I couldn't quite go that high. Number 20, I have Mississippi State. Um, rest in peace to Mike Leach. Um, kind of uh, Zach Arnett uh, promoting him from defense coordinator to head coach. And Will Rogers is coming back yeah. for yet another yes. year to just put up big numbers. And Mississippi uh-huh. State <laughs> is just a consistently pretty good defensive team as well. Like They are. Yeah. I feel like they're a very fair – they've become kind of a consistent program where they're at least like – they're in the tier of the SEC where they're making a bowl game and probably winning a couple extra games besides that. And they're not going to yeah. actually like compete for the for the conference or anything, but bottom of the top 25 somewhere feels about right to me. Yeah. No, they're a team that like going on the road to Starkville is not fun for anyone. Like, right. like they're that kind of team. Like, yeah, like sneaky, just like yep. just a bad ma- matchup. You mentioned Will Rogers. That guy's going to have so many records, yeah. um, school <laughs> records, SEC records, and just maybe even national records at this point. That guy's, he just continues to throw just for a ton of yards. Yep. Um, be interesting to see how that, how it works out now with a yeah, new head coach again. Yeah. Rest in peace to Mike Leach. But um, I have them just outside. I didn't have them quite that high for me at 21. I had Kansas state. Okay. Um, I, that's, that's where, yeah, that's just kind of where I went with it for all the, you had them just above. I think you had KC at what? 20, 19, um, yeah. What, 19. Um, yeah. Like for, for all of the reasons, the consistency that they have there, we, again, we think they're well coached. Um, the reigning defending big 12 champs need to put a little respect on their name. So yeah, 21 for Kansas state. Okay. My number 21 team is Oklahoma. Um, bringing back Dylan Gabriel, um, obviously, Jackson Arnold, the true freshman quarterback coming in, just kind of helped solidify the the depth chart there. Bringing in a great recruiting class and also like some pretty good pieces in the portal. Um, Dason McCullough, the, the edge rusher from Indiana, who was really good as a true freshman a year ago. I like their team. I think that I <laughs> – this might sound bad. Like I, I need to see – I need to see this coaching staff do a little bit more. I like the offensive coordinator and what he's done in the past. I don't know that Brett Venables is really a head coach. <laughs> As, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, uh, it was disappointing yeah. last year. Like, they were just not very good a year ago. And no doubt. just barely no doubt. made a bowl game. And so maybe I have that. Maybe I'm overreacting to that. Um, I still have them third in the Big 12. So it's not like I have them dropping off a cliff. But Right. Right. I, I think th- there's not enough appreciation for just how hard it is to be in the top 25. Sure. Like there's really good football teams that are not, yeah, they're 30, you know, you know, 30 yeah. to 35 that like, they're really, really good teams. And yeah, Oklahoma by their own lofty standards had a terrible year, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I just, I just, I think it's really hard. I think it's really, really hard to consistently always be there. I think it's, it's over overlooked sometimes. Yeah. Um, that takes it what to me at 22. Yes. Um, for my number, uh, yeah, number 22 is Illinois, the Fighting Illini, Brent Bielema, um, Luke Altmeyer, by the way, yeah. the Ole Miss transfer possibly could be the starter there. I, I would think he will be. Um, yeah, their running back is, is off to the draft, but no, I like Illinois. I, I like what they do there. They, the Bielema is, is perfect for Illinois. Like he, well, okay, yes, almost. He was perfect for Wisconsin. And yeah, he's, he's kind of that way at, at Illinois now where, yeah, yeah. Physical, 
run first, run downhill. We're going to go maybe, maybe go play action, but not a whole lot. Like we're going to do a lot of running and yeah. And play really sound defense. Illinois should have beaten Michigan in the second to last week of the regular season. You will not be able to convince me otherwise. Like, yeah, yeah, Illinois is a really, really good football team. I think they're capable of pulling an upset and beating like, yeah, a top, a top team. Like they, like they almost did last year. So yeah, I, li- I like Illinois. I think they're on an upward trajectory. I do. I have them sneaking in just to the bottom end of the top 25 at number 22 for the fighting lineup. I don't hate that. I had them just outside my top 25. I I, I felt like they were kind of scraping their ceiling last year. And and I think, Maybe. you know, with some program building, they can raise that ceiling. I don't know that. Right. right. Yeah. Part of the reason I had them outside is because I think another team in their division will elevate a little bit. I have no, I have Iowa at number 22. Um, okay. And and this is purely because um, I don't know if you can overstate how big it is going from Spencer Peters to Cade McNamara. Like, it's just so, so big. And their defense was just so good. Their offense is still not going to be good. I think it could raise from absolutely putrid to depressingly below average. <laughs> and, and I think that might be good enough to be second in the Big Ten West behind. I, I have them clearly behind Wisconsin. I think that they upgraded just enough at quarterback that they'll at least be almost competent next year on offense. Hopefully they also, that includes like getting rid of Brian Ferentz. I don't know if anything has been decided there yet. Um, no. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm putting a lot of faith out there in Cade McNamara and the defense. <laughs> you all, hate it. All I really you? have to say, no, oh, yeah, I no. <laughs> Iowa is sound. Iowa is fundamentally sound and they're, they're on defense. They football. are. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They tackle. They tackle very well. Your, your your punter and your defense can only score you so many points, man. Yeah. And like how you see how you stay with Brian Ferentz. Same thing with like USC and Alex Grinch. Like Ugh. when you have someone that is so clearly not up to par, why are you con- and you have options, by the way. You're Iowa. You have options. You do. I, it, it doesn't. I. I will never understand that. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know if there's blackmail involved, but it seems like there must be somewhere um, for some of these guys. They they have something over yeah the the head of the university, the AD, someone. I don't know what is going on, but he's still there, and maybe they will be. Like I'm willing to be proven wrong. I guess I I don't think that I am. He he didn't do a very good job. Um, I, I yeah I I don't have him in the top twenty five. I was a really good football team though. Like I was really good. It's just, yeah, it's a bummer that they don't have some creative play calling. That's all I'm going to yeah. say about that one. I think Cade McNamara, sorry, I was just going to say, I think Cade McNamara might have been the best quarterback in that division last year if he'd been on Iowa last year. So, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just no, down I on mean, the division. Probably, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, like you have Wisconsin up up yeah. fairly high. They're, they're in that division. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm kind of with you there. It's not it's not a good division, but it's it's not terrible, I guess. Um at number 23, I have Texas. That's where I okay. kind of drew the line. I pretty much said, I'm not putting them above that. Like I'll right. put them in the top 25 because they have a lot of talent, but you, you, you must, you, you must go win nine or 10 games before I, I put you any higher because realistically all the teams that will be above them will be winning nine or 10 games. Like, yeah, you can't be, you can't be winning seven every year and still be in the top 25. It's just very hard to do that. So then I want some consistency. Like you're, you're, yeah, you're looking for, for it's that you're, you're looking for yours to have some consistency. They have weapons and they, they can really play on defense. Like they've, they've got some athletes 
Um, but yeah, cohesion, tackle better, like all, all of that stuff. It feels like Texas doesn't do the little things, right? Um, so yeah, that's where I drew the line. They're really good. They have a lot of upside. I just want to see it first before I rate, rate them higher. 23 for me. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it feels like you have kind of the strategy of like don't be the guy that consistently gets burned on Texas. Just be the guy that under underrates them until they actually prove something. And I'm I'm totally okay that's with right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three I have Kentucky. Um Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's just a ton to say about them other than like they feel fairly consistent. Um, I like that they're bringing back Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator. They they fired Rich, Rich Scandrello after one year. Um, yeah. Bring back Liam Cohen, who had a good year with them in 2021. Um, and you could argue they upgraded from Will Levis to Devin Leary. Um, I think that was an incredible get in the portal. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily an upgrade. I just like hating on Will Levis. So there we go. Um, I think Devin Leary is really good. And I think with Liam Cohen, they'll be probably just slightly better than they were a year ago. Yeah, no, yeah, I have I have no problem with that. I think they're it's it's unfortunate for them, but the SEC East has gotten a lot better. Um, in yeah, in in that in in his absence, I think you've seen Tennessee really get uh, get aggressive with it. You saw South Carolina even towards the end of last year really take significant strides. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. It leads into my next one at number twenty four. I have South Carolina. I okay. think it it was one of those two teams. It would have been South Carolina or Kentucky. I have South Carolina. Spencer Rattler is going to be coming back for another year. Juice Wells, the receiver, is coming back for another year. I like what Shane Beamer's doing there. I do. I think there's there's really good energy there. For okay, South Carolina finished. They finished um, what with was it eight wins? No, nine. They finished. Was it? Did they finish with nine wins? They they beat Clemson and Tennessee in their last yes. two games of the regular season to eliminate both of those teams from play from the yeah. from playoff contention. <laughs> I like that was. Yeah, all-time year for South Carolina, like a spoiler role uh, for them. I think they take another small step forward. Um, I I like Spencer Rattler. Towards the end of the year, that guy was absolutely slinging it. It looked like there was some – yeah, he looked like he had found some confidence. It it, it definitely was not there for the, the first part of, of, the, uh, of the season, but he found it towards the end. I like where they're at. I think they continue to take a small step forward, eight and four. I think that's doable. For South Carolina, again, that would put them right here in, in this range. I think they maybe sneak up and, and knock knock another team off like they did this year. Um, yeah, like someone they're not supposed to. I'm not saying they're going to go beat Georgia. Uh, I think that's tough to do. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think you can beat Clemson again. Like, I think mm-hmm. you can beat Tennessee again. So, yeah, I, I like South Carolina. I think they pull an upset somewhere. I don't, I don't hate that. They were one of the teams I considered. I didn't quite put them in my top 25. I, I, did, I didn't like that they were kind of – losing a lot of the big names in their team in, in the portal. Um, yeah. Just, it felt like they, it just felt like it was a little shaky. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not sure what to think. I, I think Shane Beamer's a good coach and long-term, I think the arrows probably pointed up. I did think that maybe the, the Tennessee game at least felt like smoke and mirrors. Um, Clemson is definitely going to be better this next year. I don't think they're going to be Clemson again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to actually be worse next year than they were this last year. I think that maybe their record won't be quite as good. That's what you said last year, Vince. That's yeah, what, yes, I know. that's literally word for word what you said sure. last year. I think I think I might have to. They had a killer schedule last year. Think of the teams they had to play against like this past year. They played Georgia. You got absolutely taken apart by Georgia. You play Clemson and Ten and Tennessee, who were both in serious playoff contention, not like outside playoff contention, but like win and you're in type of playoff yeah. contention. 
So yeah, like and and to to go they yeah they went uh what two for three in in those games. So like that's yeah, I agree with you. On paper, it does not look fantastic. Like they have a really difficult schedule. They do. They they I also like got like they killed by Florida and lost to Missouri by two scores. <laughs> no, I, a, I agree. No, I, I I understand that, but that top end, there's no doubt. There, the top end is is scary. Like like yeah. South Carolina's sure. good performance is fantastic. Now I again, or what what we're kind of what we're asking for with Texas too, a little bit, just some consistency. Like, can we see <laughs> can we see a little bit of this early on instead of getting spoked by Georgia? Can you lose by like yeah, seventeen? instead yeah. of you know 40 so yeah like you're looking for some consistency there for sure yeah number 24 i have tcu just a little respect on like a lot of a lot of places i'm seeing have them like in the top 15 or even the top 10 which i feel like is it's too high. giving some respect for what they just did this last year i think that they were probably an eight or nine win team this last year that quite frankly got mm-hmm. lucky in a lot of one score games they went like yeah. eight no in one score games which is just not repeatable um, they lose right. Max Duggan. They lose Garrett Riley. I, I think that Chandler Morris will still be good, like at quarterback for them. And, and they bring in some really good players in the portal. Um, you've mentioned Tommy Brockermeyer and, and some other right. guys that just like, I think they'll be good. I, I have them fourth in the Big 12, which to me, I didn't quite feel right leaving them out of the top 25 completely. To me, this feels about where they should be based on how they okay. actually played in most of their games last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we agree. That takes me to that. I had them at 25. Okay. So like, yeah, we're about the same spot. I, I did see some people have them in, yeah, between 10 and 15. That felt wildly high just yeah. with, with what was leaving with what's gone, especially with Riley, Garrett Riley leaving. I think that really hurts. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a shot. So but but there's no doubt that the talent that they brought in, they Trey Sanders, another name, yeah. former five-star running back from Alabama, that they bring in Jack Besh, the receiver from LSU, who's a I mean, he's a good ball player. So like they've brought in some transfers. It's it's raised their floor. They're they're not gonna be going, yeah, seven and five or five and seven anymore. I think, yeah, I think they're I have them as a top 25 football team. I think I have them also as fourth in the big 12. I think they're kind of right in there behind the big boys. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas state, Oklahoma and Texas. So I have them behind. So yeah, I, I think they're interesting. That's kind of where, yeah, that's kind of where I draw. I, I didn't want to put them any lower. Cause I mean, why would you after a season like they just had, you do have to kind of keep like, you do have to understand that there was there's talent there for them to get to 13 and one and be playing for a national championship. And even if you do get smoked, so what you played for it and won a playoff game, that was more than just Max Duggan. Like, like there was, there's yeah. some legit pieces on that football team. So yeah, I have them at 25. I think that's pretty fair. I, I think I would expect to see them about that range at the end of the year next year. Yeah. My number 25 team is Texas A&M. We kind of talked about them. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I want, I feel like that they're just too talented for it to be quite as bad as it was last year. Um, the sophomore class will be, Maybe they might have to carry the team and, and I don't think they can carry them to a top 10 ranking. Like I'm not, I'm absolutely yeah. not falling for that crap, but <laughs> 20, 25, like I think they can be the number 25 team in the country. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yes, not falling for that crap. Yeah, no, I I like that. I there's a lot of people not falling for that crap this year, yeah. which I think is good. We didn't need to fall for it last year. Who do you have at 26? Who is your the team that just missed it? Arkansas. I I okay wanted to rank them. I just couldn't quite do it. I the way they finished last year, the last half of the season, I just couldn't. I just didn't quite feel right. Wouldn't be shocked at all, and I'll I'll be actually be rooting for them. Um, yeah. So to do better than that, they're my favorite SEC team, by the way. I lived in Arkansas for a couple of years, so I'm rooting for really? them. So, okay. yeah. Not Georgia? Georgia's not? Uh, don't tell my wife, but no, sorry. They're yeah, close. That's... I don't hate Georgia. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I had UCLA at 26. They just missed the cut. Okay. I Yeah, I like what they do. I like with the just the running attack, I think is really interesting. Like that zone rushing scheme, I think is – I think it's effective too. Like, and then you bring in – um. Uh, the five star more the the quarterback mm-hmm. i i think that like that's your future is he playing next year probably probably not right away but like okay. yeah we'll wait and see i think ucla made some noise this year yes. early kind of faded a little bit towards the end but there's something there like yeah with chip kelly i i really like the offensive scheme I, they're more physical than you think Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the powder blue uniforms. You just think that like, oh, they're not going to be that physical. They're not Utah, you know, mm-hmm. but like UCLA is very physical, especially on the line of scrimmage. I like what they do. It's kind of, they just missed it for me. Yeah. Again, yeah. like you're, you're, all of these teams are really, really good. Like I think UCLA is a good football team. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, they just missed the cut for me. I had, I had uh old miss and Tulane also is just kind of, yeah, guys that just, just didn't make the cut. Right. Yeah, I think Dante Moore, who you mentioned, like there's a real chance that he could be the best quarterback in this class and could be number one NFL draft pick someday. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's just kind of go through the list again. Um, I'll read yours first. Ashton's way too early. Top 25. We'll post these on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Ashton, number one, Georgia. Two, Michigan. Three, LSU. Four, Ohio State. Five, Clemson. And then Alabama, Penn State, Tennessee, Oregon, Florida State. Round off his top 10. USC, Notre Dame, Utah, Oklahoma, and Washington, his top 15. Wisconsin, Arkansas, Oregon State, Texas A&M, and North Carolina. And then Kansas State, Illinois, Texas, South Carolina, and TCU. Uh, My top 25, I'll set Georgia number one, shocker. Um, And then Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and LSU. That's my top five. Six, Michigan, Florida State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Utah, 11, um, USC, Washington, Texas, Wisconsin, and Oregon rounds out the top 15. And then Tennessee, Ole Miss, Oregon State, Kansas State, and Mississippi State. And then my bottom five, Oklahoma, Iowa, Kentucky, TCU, and Texas A&M. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, these are actually both completely accurate compared to all of the other sites. Um we nailed these just saying so <laughs> i feel really good about mine i i yeah. love i have ucla or sorry lsu at three that yeah. is just that is bold i just want to <laughs> the back for, for how <laughs> bold that is and yeah clemson at five there's a lot of people out there just kind of just trashing clemson in general saying like Dabo had to answer a, pr- a question as press conference i heard the other day like have you like how far have you guys fallen um this was at, right after they lost to tennessee by the way in the orange mm-hmm. bowl like how how far has your program fallen like how do you keep this from falling into just a, yeah, just poverty, like a poverty program. And he was just like, like what? Like, we, we, I mean, we won 11 games, won the ACC. Like we're not trash. Like, yeah. I, the, the standards for that. Some of these guys have is, is wild. And yeah, it's, 
the expectation is is also crazy. Like Clemson was a good team last year. They were um, objectively. They won a conference. They won one of the five power five conferences. That's hard to do. Like, yeah, I, I just think there's not enough um, credit maybe given to some of these teams that that just they're they're not maybe going to the playoff, but they are winning a lot of football games and staying in the conversation. Yeah, so I guess if if you're talking about teams that Ashton and I are both higher on than the kind of the general consensus, it'd be LSU, it'd be Clemson, and then also like mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin was another team yes. that we both had pretty yeah. high. So yeah, watch out for those teams. Bet your life savings right there. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. Did anyone have A <laughs> and M? Like, uh, well, no, I guess A and M was probably I had them at 19. You had them what 25? 25. 25. So, yeah, yeah, I guess we're. I had Oregon State fairly high. Is that does that count as bold? Yeah, Not I mean really. we, we both had them at 18, and I. I actually saw them kind of in the borderline top 20 at, at a number of places. So I don't know that we're like wildly high on them, but, okay. but I, I think that maybe the casual fan out there might not realize that they're that good. So, okay. Yeah. I, I, I had Florida state and USC at 10 and 11. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like that's, that was low compared to almost everyone out there. Right. So yeah, I just, they're not deep enough up, up front in the trenches. I like, that's just my opinion. They're not, yeah. they're not there defensively yet. Any any other news we should talk about before we wrap this episode up? I'm scrolling Twitter. I'm I, I'm, yeah. You, you always have to be so careful. Right now, there's so much happening too. It's like every just a few minutes. Um, Ad Mitchell, you know our receiver. Um, yes. Um, Adani Mitchell, who catches a touchdown in literally every single playoff game. He has a. I think Texas is allegedly throwing a whole bunch of money at him. Um, sometime tonight and tomorrow to see if they can get him out there. That would be uh, not fun. Um, yeah, yeah. For those of us, but no, yeah, no. Other than that, I don't think there's been any other big coaching hires, um, to my knowledge. Just keep it, keeping an eye out for who Alabama hires. Uh, like the greatest coach of all time is out ha- trying to hire an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and like just that. I mean, I think that's going to shift stuff. Like, does he go get a head coach? Some he can get whoever he wants. Like, yeah. so like who is he? Who is he going to get? Like, I just think I just think that's fascinating. Keep an eye on on the Alabama hires. Absolutely. Um, I should just mention, um, just kind of on the, we're, we're both a little interested in the, in the uh, NFL draft because it obviously pertains to college football players. Um, sure. I saw a mock draft on the athletic today that had the Colts trading that's up not. number one for Bryce Young. That's... And then the okay. Houston Texans taking Will Levis at number two. <laughs> well, so I, I want that I to happen say, so bad. That, that could have been maybe before like, like CJ Stroud declared Remember, Cause like he wasn't declaring Stroud wasn't. They declaring. had him he like a couple picks later. So. Oh, well, yeah, that's on them. Then. <laughs> How you can watch CJ and then oh, Will Levis. And I, I, I won't get it. It will never make sense yeah. to me. I, I have been, I have been trying to, to understand the Will Levis high before April comes Vince, I will, I will get myself into a place to where I will be the Will Levis fan on this podcast. I'm yeah. going to get myself there somehow. And I think it's going to be like, like what my strategy was with sports betting. Like when everyone, like, it's so out. It's like a rat line. Like it's so far the other way that like they must know something. They clearly know something right. I don't. Maybe he's really good. He's a, he does what interviews well or something. I don't know what he's gonna do. But he's in. Is he Justin well. Herbert? Maybe. Well, no, Herbert was pretty good in college. Yeah, but like, Her- but not Herbert like had some good stats. Not not that good though. Like it felt like Oregon kind of did no. not use him as well as they could have. Maybe, but I, I, mean, I was looking just for something. Herbert took them to the Rose Bowl. Like I I think. Yeah. I, I think they're they think that he's going to be Josh Allen. Like like he they think that everyone that Kentucky has on offense is pretty much a bum, and then he was really good and made their offense good by himself. And I yeah I 
Well, more, more, more on that later. This podcast is going. On. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, I've been wrong before. We'll see. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you all. Go get Bryce Young Colts, please.